Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Island Touch. As we all know, I am KOP, and I want to first, I want to first off, say thank you, thank you to all my listeners here. Um, you guys really have touched me. Um, <laughs> you really have. Um, I just went ahead and just shared it on my. Well, the episode that I did, I think two nights ago, two, three, three days ago. I don't know. My, my mind is a little bit all over the place. But I want to thank you guys so much for listening in and giving me your feedback. That really meant a lot to me. And I hope that we can continue this relationship together, you and I. Um, a lot of you um, have actually told me a few things on how you feel about the last episode. Um, when it came to the more beefier part of the immigration issue that we have here in the Bahamas. And again, um, I'm so happy that to know that, hey, so many of you feel that you agree with what I said. I'm really happy on that. And don't worry, I'm also happy with the ones who didn't agree. You know, that shows me that, hey, we all have different mindsets. And of course, um, we have different solutions for different for these pro- for this problem, you know. Now, of course, I would love to go ahead and just dive right into that, but there was something this morning that I just wanted to talk about with you guys. I want to hear your opinions on it as well, and I want you to hear my views on it. So, we're going to go into that first, and if we have a bit more time. We'll talk about. We'll go back to the immigration episode that we had last last time. So, <clears throat> what I wanted to talk about today um, was the not an issue really. It's not. It really isn't. But the whole ploy, the not ploy, what was said. Sorry, what was said um, on the radio this morning. So Peter Turnquest, the deputy prime minister of the Bahamas, uh, went ahead and said that they had to borrow six hundred million dollars. All right, six hundred million dollars. Now, I've never saw a million dollars before. I never saw half a million before. I haven't seen a hundred thousand dollars before. You know, but hey. You would wonder why is it that they need to borrow this? Well, as we do know, last year we here in the Bahamas we were hit. Our northern, our northern brethren, they were hit by Hurricane Dorian. Not only were they hit, they were just destroyed. You know, it sat there for hours on both islands. It was moving terribly slow, and at one point it just stayed there. You know, so of course. A lot of devastation, like I talked about in the other episode. I don't want to talk too much about it because, of course, for some people that probably still lingers in their heart. You know, some people who've lost their families, some people have lost their homes. You know, so now we are here in February 2020. We are now finally hearing some sort of news from the deputy prime minister and the prime minister on what they're doing. Okay. Now, of course, Peter Turnquest said that the reason why they're borrowing the six hundred million dollars is to actually reconstruct Abaco. You know, this money is for Abaco, apparently. You know, 
And truly, I can understand. But I'm just wondering, is all of that necessary? Is $600 million necessary for that island? Now, I want you guys to understand that Abaco is an island that thrives on boating. It's what I believe. It's what I think. No, it does. So, <laughs> so Abaco is an island that thrives on boating. Okay? So, they have a lot. And when I mean a lot of ships, they have a lot of yachts. They have a lot of fishing vessels. They have them. When you looked on the news during Hurricane Dorian or the aftermath, you would notice that all across the island, there were just, my apologies, excuse me, <laughs> uh, there were just boats everywhere. Okay? That's one of the destruction there. The marina broke them down. All of it. Now, the reason I bring that up because, again, I said the deputy said that they need to borrow $600 million. And now the prime minister, you know, is now saying that, hey, what he revealed is that 300 million, you know, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's of that 600 mil that they borrowed, but 300 million is going to go ahead and create a residential resort, a marina in South Africa. You know, they're saying that this project will go ahead and aid the sorry economic revival of the island. You know, the construction phase alone promised to create 600 jobs. Of course, you would need, and hopefully, and I am, I am a man of my, I am a man of my country. I'm a man of my people. So hopefully those 600 jobs go out to Bahamians, you know, or rather they go to Bahamians first, you know, it doesn't go to, okay, we need someone of, we need someone uh, from China. We need someone from Haiti. We need someone from Jamaica. No, no, no. You give those jobs to our Bahamian brethren first. And then if all ex if all is exhausted, then we go do the rest. All right. So this is something that he said. 600 jobs will be open with the construction phase alone. All right. So they're going to go ahead and like do a full-blown golf course a full-size golf course in this new residential resort um you know they're gonna go ahead and do those type of things now it doesn't just do that so apparently this should go ahead and they the project will provide a variety of you know opportunities for the abaconians and bahamians okay but mainly the abaconians let's think about them of course and agri agriculture, fisheries, uh, tourism, these are the things that they're trying to say that, hey, this is what we're doing, all right? So this was finally revealed. We finally have some way to say, yes, we're making some steps. In my opinion, baby steps, because I feel as though that these things should have been realized or have been in the works from quite some time. But you know how it is with the bills and the laws and all these other things. and. You know, debating. It, sh it shouldn't be a debate at all. But hey, so 300 million is gonna go there again. I don't know if it's of the 600 mil that Peter Turnquest announced that hey, this is something that we have to borrow. In his words, you know, it, it's the only way of them getting the money is to borrow it. There is no other option. Those were his words. I think he shouldn't have said that. In my opinion, you know, but hey, they probably, and again. 
They're talking about the Bahamian government here, so I, I doubt it, but they probably have exhausted all of all other avenues in order to make the money. Okay. So in here, I know I know what you guys are thinking now. So that's only for Abaco. What about Grand Bahama? What's what's going on there? You know? So when it comes to when it comes to Grand Bahama, um Apparently, we, 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 the government it has been actually helping families out. So the, the Department of Social Services, um, they went ahead and they provided rental assistance to those who were like, uh, you know, thrown around from the storm. My apologies for saying that. Who were displaced from the storm. You know, um, it says here that they assisted uh, over some 514 families. And they paid out more than seven hundred thousand dollars to Grand Bahamians. All right, so that's seven hundred thousand dollars that they have paid out to Grand Bahamians. So that's something there. Now, not only that. So not only that, they're also saying that when it comes to like through our national insurance, uh, they also in, uh, provided, you know, for those who are unemployed because of the storm, you know. Because the temporary closure of their businesses, apparently, things like that, they went ahead and it's over 1.7 million benefits to Grand Bahamians. So I don't want anybody to think that, hey, what about Grand Bahama? They're not getting helped. Yes, apparently they are. Okay, so this is a lot of money that we're talking about to assist our brethren. And of course, it is worth it. Now... I am just wondering though, why has this, why has this like take so, why has this taken so long to be announced? What's going on? Did you kept this in your back pocket or something? Now, I want everybody to understand, everybody has an opinion, you know, everybody likes to comment on things and whatnot, but you got to understand, this is politics. Do these people actually care? Do these people actually feel hurt? Do these people actually feel sorrow? To what has happened to these to the Abaconians and Grand Bahamians? Why this information hasn't been revealed to us from quite some time? Now I might sound evil when I say this, but the things that are happening here in New Providence is getting overwhelming. All right, it really is. Ever since the Hurricane Dorian and of course the influx of people coming here. Now, you, first off, you guys gotta understand something. The Bahamas is only four hundred thousand people. I said only, but still, that that's a lot. Yes, we're on we're 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 in a chain of islands of seven hundred islands and keys. But what, 22, 23 of those islands are inhabitable, or or it has people on it. Rumkey only has a population of a hundred. Exuma only has a population of around 2,000 to 4,000 people. That is little. I'm saying this to let you guys know that the majority of people live here in New Providence and Grand Bahama and Abaco. But since those two islands have been destroyed, and I will say that, they are now over here. So the situation here in New Providence is quite dire. You know? So of course, this is why I say that I want to know what's going on because every day I feel it, you know, though it, it, it is small, it is small, it really is, but everywhere you go, it's way too much people. And again, comparing this to
to the situation that the Abaconians and Grand Bahamians have felt, it is small, but it's something that a lot of people are thinking, all right? They're wondering when is it that these two islands are going to be back on their feet again, all right? The pressure here in New Providence is killer, all right? A lot of... See, you got to understand one thing. A lot of people before this hurricane have been displaced, all right, here in New Providence. People who are on social services, people who are looking for jobs, people who were looking for places to live. All right. However, when the hurricane came and left, apparently all of these things opened. Jobs became abundance in numbers. Rent. Um, apartments suddenly everybody was able to open up their open up an, a, a space to rent you know it's like where did these things come from and this was something that really hurt a lot of Nasuvians a lot of people of New Providence it really like struck them in the heart because it's like hey I'm str- I understand the situation but I've been struggling I can't I have to I can't even buy myself something to eat i have to think about what where i'm where i'm gonna lay my head you know if the light's gonna turn off or if i have to skip out on this bill i have to throw these things out you you gotta understand i understand it's the greater good you know it's the majority of people but still your people that live here in your providence are suffering now that we have the majority of people from Grand Baham and Abago here now too, it's even harder. All right, the schools are packed. Okay, you gotta understand that. You still have those people who've been looking for jobs a long time ago, can't find anything. But the people of Abago and Grand Bahama have found their jobs here. Now, <sighs> again. I say this, and you may think me an evil person, but it is what it is, okay? So that's the reason why I am concerned, all right? When it comes to these, when it comes to this situation, that's the reason why I am concerned, and I am happy to hear that, hey, things are finally going to motion, but the FNM government, you guys held this in your pocket, in your back pocket, just to play it as a card, because you know, hey, election time is right around the corner. All right, so this would really actually irritated me this morning. It's not the fact that you guys went ahead and borrowed the money. It's not the fact that um, you guys uh, went ahead are doing these things for uh, the uh, Abaconians and you're doing these things for the Grand Bahamians. No, it's the fact that you're treating this as a tactic, you know. And I think Brave Davis had said something on it as well. You guys are a little too late on this. And he even went ahead and said that, hey, the numbers that you gave out last night, I think, yeah, last night, are fake. Now, I don't know why he thinks they're fake, but hey, like I said, election time, election time is right around the corner. All right. So not only that, apparently in Spring City, <coughs> excuse me, in Spring City, Abaco, um, if, if you guys have ever drove on Gladstone Road um, here in the Bahamas, if you drove on Gladstone Road, you would notice that um, 
on the left hand side there's Nima. So there is a dome there in their front yard. <laughs> in their yard. That dome looks like I don't know how big it is inside, but outside that dome looks like it can only fit one person. Alright? I don't know how it looks inside, like I said before, but it looks like it can fit one person. So from last year to now, Dr. Minnis has announced that hey, 22 domes have been built in Spring City, Abaco. 22. Wow. Like I said before, 400,000 people live here in the Bahamas. The majority of them live on the three islands of New Providence, Abaco, and Grand Bahama. 22 domes have been built in Spring City, Abaco. I just want you guys to just keep that in your head. All right? So, all of this is just crazy. All right? A little too late. You guys are just pulling this out of your back pocket for a political stand. This is how I feel about it. I am happy that things are finally moving. But what's going to happen next election? All right? What's going to happen... Because of the fact that you guys got booted out, are we going to stop what's going on in Abaco and Grand Bahama? Is Brave Davis going to go ahead and stop and halt it? Or is, forgive me, Khalifa, Kalmafa, whatever your name is of DNA, who's hardly around, going to stop it? <laughs> Come on, guys. This, this issue here, it has really, like, put me in a a sour mood I always thought that you know because he says that you know we are one nation we are one people we are one we are one Bahamas those words don't mean anything coming out of your mouth (laughs) but still that is something that I just want to bring to everyone's attention on how I felt about this Again, I just feel like this whole situation, it is good what's happening, but I feel like it's just a a political play. So I want everybody to think really hard when next election comes. And, you know, I'm not saying make the right choice. I'm not saying that. Of course, make the choice that you feel that your constituency, that you feel that your area should make. All right? Because honestly, I'm saying that there's no right choice. Because right now we're just playing with the lesser evils right now. Like who, who's going to do the least amount of damage? Because there's no one there. Like I said, you have Brave Davis, you got Menace again, and then you got Stevie Wonder. You know, you, you can't really see where she is, but yeah. But once again, guys, I want to thank you so much for reaching out to me on that last episode. I really really appreciate that and once again you can always send me your feedback okay don't hesitate my number it's 432 1148 that's 432 1148 or on instagram on facebook you can just search up pinder or tesla that's me there you can go ahead and send me something 
on one of those platforms if you're not too keen on whatsapping i don't know what's up with people these days but if you're not too keen on doing that you got those two other platforms there and i'm also on twitter you can go ahead and send me something there follow me whatever you like but again i want to thank you guys so much for listening i hope that you stay well stay happy and i'll see you next episode